Welcome to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm your host, Lindsay Polaris. Today we have a special alumni edition of the podcast. Joining me for this episode is four-time Super Bowl champion, Jesse Sapolu. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me on, Lindsay. Appreciate it. All right. So, Jesse, before we dive into all the playoff talk, I did want to call attention to your foghorn duties in week 18. How much fun was it to energize the faithful here at Levi Stadium before that regular season finale? It was fun. I mean, uh, they uh, informed me two days before I flew up for the game, but uh, I've done it before when it was actually on the field. But uh, doing it from up there was a lot more fun, I, I thought. So it was a pretty neat experience. You mentioned that it was a pretty good view of Levi Stadium, right? Yeah, it's a pretty good view of the field. You know, I wanted to stay up there and just watch the game from from the stage. And uh, But it was exciting to get the, get the faithfuls going, you know, because at the time I was doing it, uh, the number one seed was still in play. So it was it was important for me to try to get the fans going. Yeah, definitely a high-stakes game on Sunday. Uh, So the 49ers actually close out the regular season on a 10-game win streak, setting a new franchise record for most consecutive games won to close out the season. The record previously held by a team was one that I believe you were part of. It was the 1997 San Francisco 49ers. In a league that's so competitive, how difficult is it to sustain a win streak that extends through months of the regular season? It's very difficult because a typical uh, NFL season is like a roller coaster ride. You know, most teams go through that. But, uh, and if you remember, we, we started off three and four. And we did not play well in that week against Kansas City. But, you know, but the important thing uh, for players that are used to winning and winning championships is understanding that you have to focus on one game at a time and and not look back to have the game that was a bad game affect you, not look too far forward, but just take it one game at a time, one moment at a time, and then you try to look up you know, when the season, uh, regular season is over. And I think our guys did a great job of doing that. And as you mentioned, the 49ers ended up landing in that number two spot. They will face the number seven seed Seattle at home on Saturday. So the team isn't going to have the luxury of a bye that comes with that number one seed, and they will be playing on a short week. But what can you say about having momentum and not stopping play as you head into the playoffs? Well, it's just understanding that this is kind of a new season you know it's elimination time and you did everything in your power to put yourself in the best possible position uh to to get to the super bowl but i think our guys are so good and and coach shanahan is so good at you know uh, allowing the guys to focus on this particular game you know and and everybody's talking about you know it's hard to beat a team three three times in a row yes it is but greatness comes from overcoming a lot of hard things. And, and I, think, I think our team has a potential to do that, uh, but they have to take it one game at a time. And you mentioned that this team, Seattle, this will be the third meeting between the 49ers and the Seahawks this season. The 49ers faced a similar challenge last year in 2021, having to face the Rams three times. What lessons can they take from that experience? Well, I think the lesson is it's very difficult. You know, uh, 
because you have to understand that Seattle's an NFL team that's in the playoffs because they're a pretty good team. And for us to try to beat them three times in a row, I think is more of a, of a mental mountain to overcome, you know, uh, uh, more than a physical part of the game because you have to bring yourself up. You know, it's like a kid that you beat up twice and then he keeps coming back, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's more of a mental focus for them. And I think uh, the fact that Coach Shanahan has coaching a lot of big games and uh, our guys have played a lot of winning football, uh, the leaders of our football team by playing in the NFC Championship game, playing a lot of the guys played in that Super Bowl uh, team we had in uh, 219. Uh, I think that's going to help. Uh, carry us through and uh, try to get the mission done. It's been well known, well documented, the NFC West rivalry between the 49ers and the Seahawks face each other 49 times, but this will actually just be the second playoff meeting between these two teams. How much do you expect the intensity to ramp up now that it's a postseason game as opposed to, you know, a, a typical regular season meeting? Well, I think it's it's exciting for our fans. It's exciting for their fans, but this time we got them here. Uh, I, I think, you know, some of the key players aren't there anymore, like Russell Wilson's not there anymore. Uh, Jimmy's not playing this year. Uh, but I think any time you go up against your own division in, in, in the tournament, it's, it's difficult. I mean, we were a play away from going to the Super Bowl. And we ended up losing to one of our own division teams that went on to win the Super Bowl. So the familiarity is there. But I think the team that focuses one play at a time and one game at a time and try to not look too far forward will win on Saturday. As a player, do you find that the division rivalry games, especially in the playoffs, are they more fun or more stressful? Because like you said, there's kind of – no surprises, a lot of familiarity between opponents there. Well, it, it's it's intense. I've, I've actually played the Rams three times in 1989, and we went on to win the Super Bowl. But the Rams went on the road as a wildcard team and won uh, three games on the road and made it all the way back to play us, who was the number one seed. Now, the, the, the regular season games was really tough, both games, but the uh, NFC Championship game, we we kind of gave it to them early. And, but that 1989 team, uh, uh, a lot of people consider it the best team um, ever in the NFL when, when it comes to how many points we scored in the playoffs. It's the most lopsided Super Bowl uh, against the Denver Broncos, uh, Super Bowl 24. So, but, I've exper- but I'm talking about playing the Rams three times. It's not an easy thing to do to play your division uh, twice and then they come back and uh, now you're about to play them in the uh, elimination round. Yeah, it's definitely another high-stakes game, as it will be from here on out. All right, so let's switch gears in-house. The 49ers are going to start a rookie quarterback in a playoff game for the first time in franchise history on Saturday. What has impressed you most about Brock Purdy in his six appearances? Well, actually, I was impressed with Brock in preseason, you know, uh, the, the, the times that the few times that I saw him out there, uh, his subtle athletic ability, uh, his ability to put the ball accurately on a spot where the receivers can catch it. Um, for a guy that was Mr. Irrelevant to come in and beat out a, a 
a pretty good backup that we had, I think, in, in Sudfeld at the time. Uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty impressive thing. Now, there was a, a, a banquet, a dinner here for Mr. Irrelevant, and the 49ers asked me to go speak at that dinner. And I, and I spoke to him about me being, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant as a seventh rounder. I was an 11th rounder, I, and I ended up uh, winning four Super Bowls with the 49ers. So I told him, if I can do it, as an 11th rounder, you can sure do it as a 7th rounder. Not knowing that it was going to come around so fast where he's the guy that we're depending on uh, to take us. Uh, but I'm, I'm impressed with him. When he first came in, when Jimmy got hurt against Miami, there's a certain play. Uh, he got hit in the mouth, and he threw the ball accurately to Kittle in the middle to give us a key first down when the game was still in doubt. Um, that that showed me something in that particular moment, and I'm not surprised at how well how well he's played so far. So you saw everything you needed to see right in that Miami game. That's awesome. Um, just for you as a former player, and you've seen a lot of greats come in and out of the game, how special is it to see just a, a young player like him really step in in that time of need and to be able to really make that transition seem almost seamless from Garoppolo to now Brock Purdy. Well, you know, when I spoke to Brock, I, I talked to him about mindset. It's it's all in your mindset. I mean, everybody expects the very first pick of the draft to be a superstar. And everybody assumes that because you're a, a seventh-round draft choice or a sixth-round draft choice or Joe Montana that was a third-round draft choice, not much is expected of you. But the one thing that I know about the NFL, it's a game of opportunities, and we all have a starting point. And I told Brock, this is your starting point. You know, um, everybody keeps talking about you being Mr. Irrelevant, but it doesn't really matter because the guy that has won the most Super Bowls in the history of this game uh, went in the sixth round to the New England Patriots. So, uh, you know, it's all in his mindset. If he listens to people that say, you're Mr. Irrelevant, you're not supposed to be able to get it done. Or, hey, all I needed was an opportunity. This is my starting point. This is my chance to make history uh, in, uh, in this great um, uh, sport of NFL football. Nobody has ever come as a rookie from being Mr. Irrelevant to winning a Super Bowl. But there's a first time for everything. And I believe I can be the guy that can get it done. If he has that mindset, we're in good hands right now. I think we are in good hands. Yeah, it's definitely been playing at such a high level, and so has the rest of the team. Uh, we got a couple key playmakers back on the offense this week, wide receiver Debo Samuel and running back Elijah Mitchell. Do you feel like the best football is still ahead for the San Francisco 49ers in this 2022 playoff run? Everybody talks about, you know, we have the best roster, you know, and, and credit goes to John Lynch and Kyle uh, for putting that roster together because, you know, I mean, he was a second-round draft choice. We didn't know he was going to be this good, you know, and you know who's coming on this year is, is Ayuk is having a, a, a great year this year. Yeah, just hit a 1,000 receiving yards. Yeah, definitely. Ex exactly, and he's still young. And as soon as Brock came in uh, when Jimmy got hurt, Guess who came alive? George Kittle came alive. And he came alive in a big way. So, and of course, it, the, the obvious, uh, people are still upset about the snub uh, for the Pro Bowl uh, for Christian McCaffrey. Yep. 
you know, and, 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 uh, but I, we, we got weapons all over the place, you know, and people ask me, uh, how do you compare this, this offense to some of the great offenses you played on? I said, there is a comparison. They, they, we got great players in key positions. I said, but they will be compared and, and, uh, you know, write their own script and write their own legacy when they close the deal. And, and we're all cheering for them one game at a time to go out and close the deal and bring number six to us. Manscaped is the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. You've obviously played in a lot of amazing seasons that ended in four Super Bowl championships and also just watched a lot of great football in your time. Where would you rank this season in terms of improbable events and just truly a remarkable play, just all the adversity that this team has faced to get to where they are today? Well, this team, you know, for people to, to, to not talk loudly about Kyle Shanahan being coach of the year, we're going in with the third quarterback, you know, and, and, and we, uh, our record is 13 and four, you know, with our third string quarterback, that's a rookie that, you know, came in when, when Jimmy got hurt and, and now we're on this, you know, I think he's won six games in a row. Um, you know, this team, you know, and, and the thing that I, I, I kind of don't appreciate listening to some of the commentators on, on national TV is they, they always say that, you know, uh, our quarterback is, you know, doesn't have to do much. That is not true. You know, when I saw Brock Purdy get hit in the face on that blitz from the Miami and, and he threw it an accurate ball, don't tell me that you, you, you're just servicing like a point guard in basketball, the football. That was a hard play. And, and that's a particular play that I told you about that when I saw that, I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I play with, I protected Joe Montana and Steve Young. And there were plays that Joe did in practice that I went, wow, this is why my guy is special. When I saw Brock Purdy throw the kittle under duress, like, I mean, the guy came in free right to his face. And yep. he threw that ball accurately. I said, we got something here, you know, but I'm we got you know, a quarterback, got gun, <laughs> but I knew we got something here and it's starting to shape up that way. Do you uh, feel like jumping in, Jesse, and blocking for, for Brock Purdy? Do you ever miss it? <laughs> it? It would be great if I was 24, 25 years old. But right now, I don't think I can, I can even block on a field goal team. <laughs> it's okay. We'll definitely yeah. take your support from the stands, definitely. <laughs> but this is we, – we have a great young team, and, and – uh, you know, we're, we're taking it one game at a time and see where we go from. One game at a time, and that next game comes on Saturday. All right, so the fun portion of this podcast, and we'll kind of close on this note, we do have a few fan-submitted questions for you, much less football-heavy, but I'm sure people are very eager to hear these answers, so I will fire them off for you. Uh, Giovanni from Monterey would like to know, what are the top three players you faced throughout your career? Wow, there's so many great players. Um, you know, the Chicago Bears had a defense in '85 that people talk about. 
that's still the greatest, you know, uh, defense that played in one year, one year together. Uh, those those defenses were great. Um, played against uh, Mike Singletary, who was their middle linebacker, but they also had uh, Dan Hampton, who was a, a defensive tackle that uh, became a Hall of Famer. We played uh, the Minnesota teams, knocked them off of the playoffs three years in a row. Uh, that one year, they, they had like 72 sacks coming into the playoffs. Uh, again, guy named Keith Malone, wow. Chris Doman, uh, and uh, John Randall. That line had three Hall of Famers on it. And for us to eliminate them three years in a row, it was an accomplishment. But I think one of the best guys I ever played against was a guy named Reggie White. Uh, that played with the Eagles when he was younger. They went on to Green Bay, and and let's not forget Lawrence Taylor, who uh, you got a lot of good ones on this list, yeah. Who, who led the who led the the, the Giants, uh, you know, to three Super Bowls. But the one guy that that uh, I had some great battles with in the '90s towards the second half of my career was a guy named Leon Lett, six eight from uh, the Dallas Cowboys when they had those great teams. Uh, he was six eight, and I was six three, and and uh, you know, and he was a very athletic guy. So uh, he was a challenge to play against. So many greats on that list. I love it. All right, Steve from Santa Clara wants to know what's the worst weather conditions for a game that you ever had to play in, since the Forty ers are also probably going to be facing some rain this weekend. Well, I think it was nineteen ninety six. We played a playoff game in Green Bay. It was cold and it was raining. And I came up for warm-ups and I stepped into the end zone and the water came up to my ankle. Oh, no. You know, almost past my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this will not be a, a pleasant day to play to play in. Uh, but I also played in uh, three-degree weather, 31 uh, below zero wind chill factor in the NFC Championship game in Chicago against uh, that great defense. And we were able to win that game to go to the Super Bowl. So uh, being from Hawaii and then playing in three-degree three weather with the wind blowing uh, was was uh, uh, an experience for me. And people wrote about it during the <laughs> week. You know, what's this kid from Hawaii going to do? And it, it kind of helped me because, you know, I was, I was out there to prove people that every human being feels cold, you know, after a certain amount of, uh, after. Yeah, I think it's hard not to at that point. Yeah. And I definitely feel you. I uh, covered the Packers for a couple of years in Green Bay and I'm from Southern California. Oh, so yeah. I can definitely relate. There is uh, no wind chill like that in the Midwest. You definitely feel it in your bones. So, you know, those were some tough, tough, uh, tough weather to play in. But those are the experiences I, you know, I get to tell my grandkids about and, and things like that. And you've decided to settle in a very warm climate still, so I think you don't have to be in that cold ever again. <laughs> no, California is as cold as I'm going to go. Before we take our next question, this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. All right, Shayna from Daily City. If you could replay any game in your career, which one would that be? You've got some Super Bowls to choose from, so I'm curious for this answer. Now, would, uh, you know, that's an interesting question because I'm, I'm, I'm asking. 
Does she say, would I want to replay it so I we can win that game? Or replay it because we had a great experience in that game, you know? Kind of sounds like the great experience oh, great one. Experience. Yeah, you just want to relive the life. Yeah. Okay, I, I think Super Bowl, you know, my, out of my four Super Bowls, three were blowouts. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one Super Bowl which I would ring the most was the one that we – we fell behind by three with two minutes to go, and we had to move the ball 96 yards to win it. Uh, Super Bowl 23, uh, we had a long drive, and uh, John Taylor scored a touchdown with 30, 36 seconds left. Uh, that was a very satisfying. It was nerve-wracking, but looking back on it, you know, uh, looking back on it, those are some of the experiences, experiences that you remember as a player. Absolutely. And we're going to close out with one last one. Mia from San Francisco. If there's one piece of playoff advice you could pass down to this 2022 team, what would it be? Uh, just focus on the fact that uh, uh, the tournament is single elimination. So you have to focus on this particular game, one game at a time, but also understand and keep it in the back of their mind that, this is a chance for them um, to put this organization back to uh, to the top. Because uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of is we were the first team to win five Super Bowls in the history of the NFL. You know, we spotted Pittsburgh four, you know, and then we caught them, and then we were the first to, to win five. Then Dallas joined us at five, and then Pittsburgh went to five and six. So I would love for these guys to get us to number six. And they don't have to win five Super Bowls like we did who had the same type of legacy. If they win one or two, this team will be remembered just as well as our great teams as a team that put us back on the top. Amazing words from a Super Bowl great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Go Niners. Go Niners. And thank you guys for tuning in to 49ers. You've got mail presented by Manscaped. To be featured in the next episode, submit your questions to 49ers.com slash mailbag. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you can be the first to listen to our latest episodes. 